Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora. And welcome to Mixed Bag We're reviewing the mixed, muddled, meh and moody hound dogs of film history. <laughs> and Memphis would have been. Yeah, Memphis. I was thinking Memphis also. Well, we are here from Memphis and I am. Disgraceland. James <laughs> Presley Kane. <laughs> we just already started talking about normal voices. I'm Cassandra. <laughs> My name is Matt Superfan. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make sense. It'll, It'll make, make sense. sense. It'll yeah, make yeah. sense. Um, yeah, How's hi, everyone hi. doing? Good, good, good. Yeah, we're uh, having a long weekend. Yeah. First year celebrating Matariki oh, officially. Happy Matariki, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so we saw a film. We saw this film at 11 a.m., so we're kind of... I, I'm feeling... I wasn't ready to see this film at that time, I, I think. Don't, I don't think I was, but it, it definitely... <laughs> I woke up during the film, I think. Yeah. 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 Right. And we've just rejuvenated. This is a little bit early. We want to, um, uh, what's the word? Capitalize on the uh, on the release recent bears. This is a yeah. We we, we, we also promised the listeners. We, we did. did. We got to follow through on every promise we make to you because we are a, a giving uh, podcast. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. We're really here for the fans. Yeah, and um, we did recognize that that nobody does it. Bears it. That no bears does it. <laughs> nobody bears it. Better. Nobody bears it better. <laughs> So this is a, a little circle back around to one of our, not favorite, but uh, most iconic <laughs> mixed you know, bag directors. He's a, you know, mixed icon. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's pretty fitting because we just did the season this year. Yeah. Very recently, maybe a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only so interval, we, I think, is cheerleader. Um, yeah, yeah. And Top Gun. And Top Gun. That's yes. very true. Um, but yeah, it's within within memory if you're a listener. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about this film yeah. that we're going to discuss today, uh, should we should we take a little jaunt on over to the pop corner? Pop 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 corner. Um, I'll jump in. I don't. Have, I mean, it's been a week in yeah. real time since we recorded yeah. our last episode, so it's a pretty small uh, pop corner today. Uh, I want to talk You're about, welcome. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the the novel Pachinko, which I finished oh, during cool. the time between last recording and this nice. uh, by Minjin Lee. Um, which yeah is a. I think it came out in a few years ago. A few years ago, but, yeah. but in the last five years or so, it's still a fairly contemporary fiction piece. Mm. Um, which yeah is a family epic about a Korean family in Japan um, based from, I think it starts about 1910 and goes all the way to 1989. Uh, And yeah, it follows just several generations of this family uh, and their kind of interactions with um, Japanese colonization uh, and then having to sort of make it as Koreans in Japan, which is a really kind of... um, was very yeah, difficult because uh, mm. there was a lot of discrimination against Koreans in Japan, um, mm. particularly at that time, and still a little bit to know. Um, and so, yeah, they, they end up kind of uh, becoming quite closely intertwined with the pachinko industry, which is like a gambling game that's played in Japan, um, which is one of the few industries where the uh, yeah Koreans were able to get jobs. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just and really... And now they're everywhere. <laughs> it was Movies, really, um... music, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really beautiful book. Um, yeah, it's sort of... It, it's 
kind of one of those ones where it just follows a whole lot of different characters like each chapter will kind mm. of just switch to a different person's perspective so you get to see like all of these different people and it expands out into yeah. their kind of different um yeah sort of as, as the family splinters and people reconnect or, or are driven apart and throughout the, the time spanning and the generations and it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a very much an epic of a book um but i think it's all written with yeah great sort of um yeah, empathy and uh, sort of uh, a real empathy to everybody's perspective, which I think is really lovely. Um, and yeah, there's also some great food descripts, which we love oh, in love, a book. Love, um, But yeah, I would strongly recommend. Um, yeah, so it's also, I was out, I got it from Libby, the, the library app, um, where it's one of the books that's, they've got a special deal with it, so they don't, you don't have to be on a wait list for it. You can oh, just get it straight nice. away, oh, which is uh, great. Um, I love a multi-generational family drama. It's yeah. so good. You got to want to get a good one. Soap. You want to yeah. just like yeah. snuggle into that. It's yeah. a good winter read, I think. You know, you oh, want yeah, a big nice. long winter read of um, multi-generations. And I think they they made like a TV series. Either. It's I think coming out still. But oh, it's, it's, it's still on its way. Out, I think. Yeah. yeah, and I know it's got Yuni Jung in mm-hmm. it from oh. Minari. Mm. Oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a couple of good roles that I feel like she, yeah. she could be the, either the older version of or be an older character from the start. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's me in terms of popcorn. I don't think I've got a huge amount more stuff that I've really... Oh, um, I guess sort of carrying on in our discussion of murder mysteries from last mm-hmm. episode. Um, I also just was like, you know what? I'm going to go and listen to the audiobook of The Mysterious Affair at Styles, which I never actually uh, listened to. It's the, the very first Agatha Christie novel. Um, okay, so cool. just having a great time listening to that. She totally led me down the garden path. I thought I was so smart. And then, of course, I thought exactly <laughs> what she wanted me to think because she's a genius. Yeah, she's great. Ah, oh, Agatha, she did it again. Um, but yeah, but she did it for the first time because it was her first novel. So I'm thinking I might actually revisit all of her books. I might just go one by one down the audiobook route because I'm pretty sure there's an audiobook of all They're of so them. so fun. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I need to read. I haven't read Death on Denial yet. Ah. I've seen the movies. Obviously. I mean, you know what happens, like, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun seeing it play out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, our unfortunate boy has leapt out the window, um, and now he's stuck <laughs> outside. While James so, begins his pop corner, yeah. I will go and rescue our lad Charlie. Yes, our, our fourth co-host <laughs> who is just... Our mascot. ...always getting in trouble. Um, yeah, for my pop corner, uh, similarly, I have not seen a lot uh, just over the week. Uh, it's been a pretty busy week. Um, so, but we did see Fire Island, Cassandra and I, um, which Matt you talked about last week. Um, yeah, I'm just watching Cassandra like open the store with her. Oh, yeah, <laughs> with her with her foot. I think the the wood, the wood is expanding over winter, um, well, and we're all expanding honey, over winter. We're having a nice feast. Would you love wood to be expanded? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> certainly. The, the characters. Speaking Fire of Fire Island, Island. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just a real delight. Like it's, it was. I, I love that it followed Pride and Prejudice as like a narrative quite like strongly, mm. um, uh, and we got like ample time with a large amount of the characters. Probably not all. Probably not the Mary character, which I think you mentioned. Yeah. Um, mm. Which would have been nice to. Could have been good to expand her role a bit because I yeah. think in the original Pride and Prejudice you also have very minimal Mary time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, what I pointed out was why I wanted more Marys because like they were talking about like one of the themes of the film is the the hierarchy of desirability in mm, the community mm. and you have someone who's like you know queer big black and femme which yeah. can, which ties into something I listened to recently right. oh. Yes. Oh. Um, and I was like 
it's interesting that you have this character, like, but you don't really explore anything. Yeah, he doesn't get a with romance. His experience. He doesn't get like, or a, even just you know, like a something. A scene. A a yeah, a scene like that. That kind of. It's not even the arc. It's just not. I, I would love if he had an arc, but because it's a smaller role, I didn't expect one. But I just um, expected a scene where he kind of got to share his perspective of mm. how he views mm. everything through his lens and how he perceives himself and how, you know vocalizing his experience in i guess the the totem pole mm. of yeah of that whole world so but you know it's still a cute movie yeah um i did wish that there was like um because like the the timeline is so condensed it's just over like four days yeah i wish they would like stuck more to the novel in in some ways like i wish new york was like london and like <laughs> So this is, I mean, like, it's a clear bath. It's fine. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, you know, it, it would take place over the, the whole summer or something. Mm. Where, or there's oh, like a, you know, and next summer we sort of see go back. I guess like the whole sort of yeah. like part of it is that this is their last summer on yeah, Fire Island. They want that crunch, I guess. But, um, I thought some of the devi- a lot of the deviations that they made away from Pride and Predators work quite well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it has to be its own kind of mm-hmm. movie. It's a different. It's a different Jane and Lizzie relationship for sure. Mm, mm. They're a bit more, um, they're they're less like confidence in this than they are like. It's a bit more of a like I don't know Emma situation Mm. of like trying to like Mm, (laughs) kind of borrowing from other other Austins into their relationship. It's a shame that it didn't get as much of a kind of cinema showing that it just kind of landed on on Disney Plus. But I really do hope that yeah for Bowen and Joel Kimbooster that they do get larger careers out of this like they obviously do have especially bowen they decent careers already but in terms of like being able to hold movies and prove that you can like it mm. was really clear like both of them felt very vulnerable and kind of rooted and in, in the truth of the story and yeah it was really beautiful um uh i really liked a whole bunch of them i can relate to will as like a the darcy <laughs> character who's very a bit of a stick in the mud but um it's hard in the right place. Yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Charlie was real sweet. The Doctor as well. Like, it's nice to see um, wholesome folks uh, along with all Mr. of that. Mr. Wickham is one of the h- hottest people I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Wickham character is like, yeah. It's but a, also, a what clear, he did, like, hot butter. Illegal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, I mean, like, it's going to be. That's yeah. kind of the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a cat. He's a scoundrel. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, like, you're not allowed yeah. to. But all they did was. That. Okay. Watch the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They could have got him harder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really could have. Honestly, like, Will lays out what could be done to him, and then they just, like, let him off the hook a little bit. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, definitely check it out. It's on Disney Plus um, if you haven't already. Uh, anything else? Uh, we're watching MasterChef at the moment. I'm not sure if we've mentioned that. MasterChef New Zealand. Yeah. There's quite a few kind of series out it's there. It's a very good have it on in the background where you do other stuff show. Yeah. Um, I like that they're really doing a focus on like local cuisine in this oh, particular cool. thing that's very much focused on like we're getting this particular like Kaimoana from this region and like we're doing like foraging and like yeah. it's very New Zealandy. Um, and we've tried to dive into MasterChef in the past and like the, um, 
The, cool the Australian one, the Australian one is, is just so, so like trying to be epic and like dramatic. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the kitchen, and it's so yeah, just it's a this big is a little off. bit more chill. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever dived into the MasterChef universe. It's basically to tide us over until like oh. I don't know. I'm sure like they'll bring out another Kiwi Bake Off sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess we'll have to watch that. Yeah, I don't know who will be. Mm. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no, I think I've like I think MasterChef is in like the exact middle of like like in my cooking show experience there's like top chef which is just kind of high end with mm, actual yeah. chefs and also hell's kitchen which is so trashy i, love, <laughs> I have seen some hell's kitchen before mm. I, my dad used to watch it every season and it's the same storyline every season but it's pretty entertaining <laughs> it's just like i don't know what it is but gordon ramsay yelling at a competent chefs for some reason is funny yeah. Might be I abusive, feel like but, Kitchen know. Nightmares is funnier of the two Gordon yeah. Ramsay shows. That was always the one that I, I preferred because it's got more of like, you get to see the specific particularities of why this restaurant is terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and it's it's more like just come and yell at these people for yeah. being bad. And Gordon's really perfected his art, like how he comes across as a chef um, and his persona, screen on-screen persona, and unfortunately MasterChef, they haven't really figure that out yet the um the judges who also have to kind of be the hosts um yeah they have to have that kind of affability and friendliness and like nadia lim is doing okay there is one host on this show that we do not like there's one guy who we're just like he just he's got the most dry sounding voice yeah some people are not cut out for tv and he'll just do things where he'll like make puns but he'll do it in that voice and then everybody's just like Yeah, the power it's dynamic not, of like it's called Master, master Chef, not Master Pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's good fun. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's, so dumb. <laughs> um, it's good fun, and you know I know some of the the people competing because of course it's New Zealand, so it's interesting to see how they'll do. Yeah, international listeners, we all know each other. We yes, do. We do. It's yeah. a stereotype for a reason. Um, yeah, I think that's my watching for the time being. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, stuff, sorry, in the in the cinemas that I am keen to catch, but I haven't yet. It's so like uh, New Tuesday, I'd be keen to watch. And, um, <laughs> I thought you were just like telling our listeners your laundry list of what yeah, to expect. Yeah. But like, I want to check Trailers, it out. Yeah. Like, you know, that's good fun. We did watch a trailer that was at Wild. Yes. <laughs> yes. We did. What's it called? Something Bird? White Bird? Wonder Bird? <laughs> it's part of the it's wonder like, cinematic it's, universe it's, it's like the, the white bird of something part of the wonder cinematic know. universe um, you guys explain why I look it up I don't even story. know if wonder was that big a hit I, guess I don't so. think it was so wonder In if some... you don't know I feel like maybe a future <laughs> episode of this uh, yeah. podcast is like a... sorry it's called white bird a wonder story oh yeah, god go. it's which is also what Knives Out is doing Glass Onion yeah, yeah Glass Onion a Knives Out story and they were like why isn't it a Benoit Blanc story and Ryan Johnson yeah. had to be like it's cause name recognition yeah 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 I think he did want it to be <laughs> yeah, a Benoit yeah. Blanc yeah. mystery oh, totally. yeah. but studios obviously but yeah. yeah but back to white bird yeah it's um it's wild yeah oh you were saying about wonder what is Wonder. It was about it's about a kid who has facial Yeah, I think he's scarring. had facial reconstructive surgery yeah. for some yeah. reason. I'm not sure. Anyway, but he's, he's he different. looks different to the other yeah. kids. And it's about like but he's actually great and it's, it's about learning. It's, it's about learning to be to to you know make space for others it's that don't mask look like for you. a new generation. Mm. And who do they follow? They follow the bully. <laughs> Oh, who bullied that kid. And that after he got kicked out of the Wonder School, yeah. he's gone to a different school. And he goes home and his relative, grandmother? Grandma? I, I mean, 
would be a great grandmother, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, looking about it, actually. <laughs> Helen Mirren, uh, she says, well, you know, it's you shouldn't be harsh on people because you got to give people a chance. Like, this boy gave me a chance when I was very, very young. And then we learn that she's a Jew and that... Uh, it was in Nazi Germany. Yep. It's a Holocaust story. <laughs> yes. And, it, and we're the... just like, what is this? Yeah. Why is this a wonder story? How are we in the same world? What is happening? <laughs> is we have, is it just... a friendship with a young German boy? Is I don't know. Idea? Who knows? But it's yeah. just the, the idea of a wonder cinematic universe that everyone was... Absolutely wild. Everyone was, uh, you know, clamoring. <laughs> yeah. We needed to What's know what else next? happened in the wonder What's universe. What's the next wonder story? Story. Yeah. His mum's origin story. <laughs> I do kind of love this idea of just like a completely ordinary <laughs> film, just like having spin-offs of different character stories. Oh. So dumb. Yeah. Oh, so that's our love travel watch. Love it. Um, how about you, Matt? Um, I haven't also I haven't seen a lot. I did a, a rewatch of the anime Yuri on Ice, which is, you know, I saw like a few years back when it was released, and it's just like a fluffy um, figure skating story about nice. uh, a boy who uh, you know fails at first, but then the world champion uh, Russian skater becomes his coach, and, and there's a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, that it's it's pretty light, light and fluffy, which is a nice you know twelve episode twenty minute watch. Um, they don't stuff twelve episodes into twenty minutes, but each episode yeah, is twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Um, it's nice. It's cute. Uh, what else have I been doing? Um, yeah, I listened to um, the A Strange Loop soundtrack. Good. Um, I listened to both versions. I think I definitely prefer the vocals of the Off Broadway version. Um, it's got more character, and Larry Owens uh, is a star, and. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, as you said, Cass, I prefer the orchestrations of the. Um, There's definitely the some songs where I was like, "Ooh, I like this new version of the mm. sound." For sure, for but sure. But I do like Larry Owens did have something particularly special. I think Jackal Spivy is also like very good, but mm. I think Larry Owens was like particularly it's like star. Yeah, the star, the razzle dazzle. Mm. Um, no, I liked it. I, I I enjoyed the story. I I liked the perspective, and I thought the songs were really clever. Yeah. and I liked the themes that they were. Uh, exploring you know it's 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 cool like it's it's still musical theater but it's got like a different perspective and edge that i like uh when it comes to my musical theater <laughs> um yeah it's good i liked it i like the songs i think my favorite song is a uh, second wave yeah that's also, that's also good um but i think yeah. there's not really a bad song in the show no i don't think so really. yeah it's, it's like yeah some of them are just longer than others mm. and some of those like kind of like I would dip in when I yeah. just... Some walk. of them are very much more scene songs that are shows yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're like, oh, this is not a standalone. For sure. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I'm never going to be in love with musical theatre production. It all kind of, sounds kind of... I wouldn't say the same, but you know the sound. But I did appreciate it. Like, it's nice. It's welcoming to hear. Like, <laughs> I, I did, So I did enjoy it. Um, and I it, guess It's that's, allowed. It deserves its Tony. 100%. And I think, you know, like, that's kind of why, well, this is even before I, oh, this was after I noticed the, the perspective, lack of perspective from the, from the Miri character in Fire Island. And, mm. like, um, listening to this soundtrack, I was just like, hmm, see? 
<laughs> look at you could have done so much better mm. but it's still a good movie it's, it's it's also a great musical so there you go and the last thing that i consumed i guess was um beyonce released a new single oh, oh yes i have break that yet. my soul oh yes mm. i didn't feel it as much mm. oh. i know crazy i was expecting a lot it could grow on me but I thought, I'm just like, aren't we tired of um, remixing or like sampling Show Me Love by Robin S? It's such a great 90s song. Um, but it's been remixed, to, it's been like sampled to death. And I thought the production was kind of tired, but um, I don't know, like, give me a few months, maybe I'll... I don't know, she's got a whole album coming out, right? Maybe we'll wait till yeah, the album yeah, yeah. comes out. She's actually doing a rollout this time instead of just oh. dropping it. <laughs> She's going back to for a classic. Once. Yeah, for <laughs> once. Beyonce. For once. Oh. It's called Renaissance. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I like, you know, it's a new direction. I'm excited to see what the, the album, uh, you know, what the, what the what she's exploring in the new album. Uh, so I'm not going to write it off. And, you know, as I said, the, poten- the single has the potential to grow on me, as most fungi does. <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> oh, that was harsh. Um, okay, no. Um, I. It's okay. Uh, I was just expecting a lot more. Anyways, from one global superstar to another. Oh. It's our feature presentation. Elvis. Feature presentation. All right, so we had to see this. Um, <laughs> we did, we promised. Yes. Um, and so this isn't all that bears anymore. This is this is a new one. We kind of hinted it beforehand, so here's a new If your courage um, disappears, what'll get your fears to scurry? Bass. Give it some bass. Bass. Oh. One time only, exclusive <laughs> until yeah. until Bears until Bears comes back again. If we're still, we'll trucking. have to actually do another song for that point because it will be you know several years from now. We'll yeah, have yeah. like a full budget for it an really orchestra at that point. Does leave the gap. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is Elvis. This is twenty twenty two. And guess what? It's about Elvis Presley. What? what? Shock? But is it about Elvis Presley or just Elvis Presley, or is it about Elvis? And his old buddy, Colonel John Parker. Tom. Tom, Tom Parker. Parker. <laughs> how um, well the character made an impression on James. Um, and so, yeah, this stars um, Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Um, and so... And guess which one played who? Oh, that would be <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, obviously we don't have a history with this film because this just dropped. It's in cinemas now. But what is everyone's history with Elvis himself, the king I did not grow up in an Elvis household, mm. so I did not have a huge amount of exposure to Elvis's music. I would say, like, I'm only really familiar with, like, the top hits, you know, which sure. most of the ones which are in this movie, to mm-hmm. be fair, mm. like uh, songs I'd heard before, um, barring a couple of, like, the early ones. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say I have a huge mm. familiarity with, with Elvis Presley outside of his kind of general cultural impact. Mm. Um, I have... Two little touchstones uh, with Elvis, uh, one of which I will go and grab now. Matt, do you want to say your history with Elvis? Sure. Um, yeah. Suspense. Oh, I know. I didn't grow up in an Elvis household as well, but like he was, you know, you'd recognize Elvis. You know, he's very iconic. 
But I think I grew to kind of know Elvis a lot more once I got into being more of a uh, pop culture uh, historian <laughs> geek. Yeah. <kind> of. <laughs> I really love. Like, calling yourself pop culture historian is kind of more of a less <laughs> flattering way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Role in society. Um, and one of the areas of pop culture that I absolutely love is uh, like early rock and roll, like the the birth of rock and roll. I just all love all those artists. And that's kind of how I got to know more of Elvis, um, is diving through, yeah, 50s music and the birth of rock and roll. And I'll talk more about that once we uh, get into the film. So once I got into that, I got into more of his discography and watched a few of his performances. And um, yeah, so this was, I forgot how much I liked him until... I saw this film, but is the film good? We'll find out. Uh, well, I, uh, I'm, I'm back. I thought I had a picture of this, but I do not. With Didn't... Elvis? Ah, uh, not <laughs> me, not with Elvis. It's me as Elvis. Oh shit! Um, because Mum uh, made me a photo album of some of my like dress ups when I was a kid, and one of the the big dress ups was going in front Aladdin. of Aladdin. Not allowed. Um, it's it going in front of the school assembly and performing. If you know, you know by the Elvis. Way. <laughs> um, uh, Which song? Uh, I, I oh, it's Hound Dog. Um, and I dressed up like just like an open shirt, and then gelled my hair back. That's Elvis. Elvis. And then everyone was <laughs> like, Elvis. "Oh my god, James, <laughs> you look so cool!" Like my mum and dad. Yeah. Um, and then I was like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and practice the voice and everything. So really, like I mean, like like all impressionists, you really started with possibly the most oh, iconic no. impression no. of yeah. all. That's really where impressionists tend to start. And that little song came in very useful because I don't know if I should say this on the podcast or not, but um, whenever I need to like pee really bad, <laughs> oh yes, this. of course, yeah, I, this is staying both in. Both of us, this. I, I hum the song. You ain't nothing but a hound dog, <laughs> crying all the time. And, and increasing tempo. Also, I'm just like crying all the time. It takes on a whole new meaning. Yeah. Especially if the hound dog is a euphemism for something else. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Um, but something about that song, that tune, was so distracting or just so mesmeric, so rhythmic that it helped to like fend off. <laughs> needing to pee for a little bit until I could find <laughs> a toilet. Um, so, but yeah, obviously its power wasn't so potent that it could just stop it completely. So yes, you would hear me being like, you ain't nothing but a hand when I like need to like yeah, run I, to I a bathroom. I in first person experience this of James just starting to sing hound dog under his breath. Yes. Kind of jiggling the knee and just like trying to distract myself. Trying to find a shop Um, nearby. Yeah, I have a a terrible bladder. I abused it terribly um, uh, throughout uh, my early years, and I am suffering for it. I don't really rely on Hound Dog anymore, but it is a great tune. Uh, and it's featured on this this film. I I also this is more than anyone wanted to know about you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, sharing is caring. It's like we only have like twenty listeners or something. So it's a, a I've gift shared to you a lot more. I think in this. Um, I was gonna say, I just remembered also when I was first reading the Harry Potter books. I've um. Oh yeah, Elvis shows up in that. Eh. I don't what? know. I don't think what? so. <laughs> I don't know. He does. <laughs> Ron's oh, well, like... in my in my head, um, I pictured Dumbledore as Elvis for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I just did. I love I was it. Like, it's a new take. I love it. I don't know why. Like, who would be which, the best wizard? Which Elvis, though? Uh, like, I don't know. I think it was... Like, later, when he's got the big cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> of the big, course. Buffon. Big I think it was... I don't know why, but I think I read the phrase moon-shaped, half-moon-shaped glasses or something. I was like, that's cool. And in <laughs> my head, I was just like... <laughs> Let me imagine a cool dude. <laughs> yeah, I think I just... Uh, shorthand to Elvis. Oh. I love these just insights into both of your brains. Yeah, yeah Cass, you got anything on Elvis? I no. don't. This <laughs> is not, not a big cultural touch point for me. Yeah, It's weird because I wouldn't kind of view him as a huge cultural touch point either, but it's just it's such a huge cultural touch point on the world that yeah, like, so. yeah. inevitably kind of just leaks yeah, through. Definitely. For sure. And people keep referencing him, you know, like the iconography is... Well, mm. it's never ending. It's like Marilyn. You might not have seen a Marilyn Monroe movie, but you know, you know who what she, she looks is. Like. You know yeah. what she looks like. You, you know the moments. Mm. You know the dress yeah. that was ruined. <laughs> yeah. And like some footage of Elvis when he was young is shown at the end of this movie. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, like, like something about just seeing his features, because you get used to believing austin butler as elvis but like seeing that face just like yeah. was like whoa it is a million dollar right. face to be honest yeah. it's yeah. like there's no wonder he became as huge as he was like, yeah yeah all right um before we jump into anything further i think it's time we we have a look at the plot of the film yeah if um, you don't know elvis at all you've been living under that rock um, music either way. <laughs> <laughs> either way you know we can talk not just about the elvis story but also the plot of elvis the film mm. yeah um which has some interesting deviations <laughs> and, and matt's gonna, be, gonna do it today yes yeah, summarized by matt in a minute in three two one so elvis is the story of elvis presley framed through the eyes of his corrupt manager colonel tom parker um <laughs> it just yeah. goes through his <laughs> life uh, what, happens? what happens in his life? So, like, from from his childhood being influenced by, like, spirituals and, I don't know, blues music to, like, meeting Priscilla, the big touchstones of his life, like, um, the big singles, how the big singles came about, his Vegas residency, um, the Christmas special, how uh, the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Robert F. Kennedy affected him and how that changed his... Um, perspective a little bit. Fifteen seconds, and also just Colonel Tom Parker being a shitty, shady manager. Um, and then in the end, he becomes old and f- fat at forty-two and dies of a heart attack. And this is the story basified. I love it. <laughs> yes, that's basically it. Yeah, the, the so, uh, there's not a lot of plot. There's not a lot like, of plot. It's a it's biopic. Beats. There's both I would tons say, of plot like, and not much. Have plot. you seen Walk Hard? <laughs> because it's that again yeah it's like it's almost like walk hard went back and like you know it's like they traveled back in time to retroactively make a direct parody of this film Mm. in so many ways wait this film is not a parody (laughs) more on that more on that more on that later but we've talked about the uh, the plot now now it's time to talk about i almost wanted to say it right off the bat the hot but uh oh yeah. ugh, off the pan flying off the pan <sighs> who is leaping out in this movie look there aren't that many characters <laughs> no, in this no. film i gotta say and one of them is wearing a fat suit and many layers <laughs> of prosthetic makeup yeah like, I think Austin Butler does a good job mm. of playing particularly the young Elvis. And mm-hmm. young Elvis 
extremely hot yeah like that's this whole thing i actually thought the hottest person in the movie was the first girl that he slept with (laughs) Um, but she doesn't i don't know if she even gets any she doesn't get a name (laughs) i think there was a shot that said like pixie or something maybe dixie Uh, i don't know no i think this was girl back home he had to call oh Oh, yeah not pixie not dixie the one who went to his room yeah yeah yeah. she was very hot you made a little sound and i was like yep she's very attractive um, I also made a little sound with a photographer that was taking a picture of yes. him and his hair. Oh, yeah. He just had a, like a little. He just like, had like a little shot where he's like moving and his hair was James flying. Like, ooh! Oh, <laughs> was it funny. was like the filmmaking was supporting that as well. It was like this is what the moment's about. But, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Um, he just gave too much. His star power is too much in that yeah. moment. I actually thought, also apart from that, that like the footage of Elvis hot butter at the end yeah but it's like young elvis really you're like you know who's hotter than everyone in this film actual young elvis yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. austin butler is attractive like but i think he might be hotter when he's not elvis like in his natural state like Mm. but because this was a whole lot of like dress up to me oh this definitely dress up but you know he's he's cute he's got um dsl to me yeah, um, but you know, I quite liked him when he was in Vegas, like looking kind of sweaty and stuff. I, was oh, I, like, did, not. I did not. I did, I did not. not. Oh, there were some no. moments where I, I was like, oh, no. he's, 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 I love his lips; they're very luscious. Mm. He's got like, good lips. He did look like he was CGI in some shots. Like maybe it's just the <laughs> lighting on him. But like, I think he just had a lot of fake tan and like sweat put on him. Oh, not during those Vegas, like in the earlier sections and like the uh, the carnival and stuff. I was just like, maybe it was just Baz's lighting is in such a way that it's I like. Do love his lighting. I, oh, yeah. I like don't think, I don't think he is CGI. And he's not CGI. No, 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 I'm not spreading any rumors like that. I'm just saying his features. Feud Austin Butler, Tom Hanks. <laughs> his features were so like, I don't know, like um, creamy and just like uh, smooth. Smooth. Thank you. That um, I was like, oh. There's also like the record producer who looked like um, Baby Zac Efron. <laughs> like, yes. Was, oh yeah. He's. He's actually, like, not in this role. I don't think he's hot in this role, but he's been hot before in Stranger Things, which I haven't even seen that season, but I've seen stills of him. Oh, right. hot. Uh, And one other hot contender is the filmmaking itself. It is hot. (laughs) It is. It is making itself a character. I don't know about this one, James. So let's get to the bottles (laughs) of the film. All right, let's go. Okay. (sighs) So, well, maybe we were talking about him. Maybe we do Austin first. I think Austin is good. I think, yeah. I think this is, is a really talented. good impression. He does I, his own singing for yeah, three quarters which of it, I think. really yeah. impressed me. I think, I was like, obviously with a biopic performance, it takes me a little bit to be won over. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you first see the impersonation mm. and you need to bring a little bit more for mm. me to get like on board. Mm. And I think he really got me into like the 60s, 70s Elvis hmm. mode where he got to show a little bit more range. Yeah. Um, he's got pretty like natural charisma, which works for like the early start, which is, you know, essential in, in casting Elvis. Mm. So I think he nailed that. But yeah, he got to show a little bit of um, charisma and some chops, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I think he does a good job of playing him at different ages mm. as well. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. A good sense of like you get it very much that he's very young. He's very much a boy when he starts out. Um, who is you know vulnerable in all the ways that younger boys are, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the kind of sort of 
aged before his timeness of by the time he gets to the end, he's in his like late thirties, forties, but he probably seems like ten years older. Yeah. Um, because he's yeah, just had been doing hard living and exhausted and mm. has been running himself ragged for so and many he's years. Just, he's, he's doing that posture in, and his yeah, yeah just and he's doing that in spite and, of like yeah, any kind of makeup or stuff. There's not really a huge amount of there's a little stuff bit of makeup. Like obviously, like from the fifties onto the sixties, there was like a little bit of makeup work, mm. which I really like. We'll talk about the makeup. <laughs> but, mm. but I actually appreciated this makeup work. It looked authentic. He didn't mm. look too aged, but like yeah. you could tell he was yeah. aged. He had this kind of like televangelist glow to yes. him. Like mm. very like almost nineteen eighties ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 70s, but, Which I was uh, like, this yeah. is a really good makeup job. Like mm. it does the job without distracting me from what it is. Like it's yeah. very seamless. And yeah. I don't know if his hair is a wig or not, because if it was, it was good. Mm. I don't know if it was or it wasn't. So I'm not sure. And I think it's something we can talk about later, but I think he was working really well to hold the film in spite of I think so. some of the filmmaking choices around <laughs> the character. I, around I was also like, because I haven't seen much of him before. I think I really literally only saw him in like Zoe 101 or something. I, haven't, this I don't my first know time what else, I don't know who he is. But I just knew that he beat out Miles Teller for the role. So I was like... Of this? Yeah. I could see it with Miles. Uh, I could. He's but not as I don't good looking. He's right. <laughs> I think it's kind of a is... weird face to me, Miles Teller. So that's probably part. And this why. is such like a Superman, like Christopher Reeves thing, where it's like the person should come out of nowhere because then you don't have any other baggage. Like Miles. Well, that's what I mean. Like Miles mm. has, but also he. I I already think Miles is a good actor, but um, I was like, he must be really good if he beat up Miles Teller for the role. Mm. He's he's good. I yeah. liked him. Yeah. Oh, because Miles can sing as well. He did Great Ball of Fire yeah. and stuff from Top Gun. Maverick. Um, yeah, I'd say this is a bottle. Uh, something else as well. The filmmaking style is like maximalist to the to the craziest extent. Honestly? And one of the things that I want to hone in on is like the appreciation of like form, of like capturing like the form that stuff was recorded at the time as. Like the newspaper print and sure. then like the TV forms and it's like it zips and zaps and moves around in a way that did not bore me. This all. was like one of the most entertaining superhero movies for me. <laughs> like literally Elvis is like a superhero and um, Tom Hanks is a super villain. And he was very entertaining as a super villain in some way. Like That's in the when text I, somewhere. When I, yeah. yeah, exactly. When I viewed it in that lens, I was like, what? you're just the penguin. <laughs> like you are so... You're yeah. like thwarting is at every move, and on that like kind of like candy level, I was like, because literally this yeah. man is like pure evil. It's just like it's yeah. like oh, we'll talk about Tom in a, in in a, a little, little bit. bit. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can totally say that the filmmaking is a bottle for me. I think there were definitely mo- it definitely is is entertaining in the way that it just up the biopicism for sure. It definitely yeah. adds something. Um, I guess probably more positive than negative, but I, I saw a tweet saying like, oh, it's, I think you showed me this. It's like, oh, it's a two and a half hour long trailer. <laughs> and I'm like, I, tribute, yeah. I absolutely agree. Like that's the, how the, how the, the editing of this film. Oh, felt, the editing like, is editing crazy. And it was just, it was dizzying. Um, I quite oh. like the, um, how he shot the performances mm. because I mm. got the impact of like what they were going mm. for. Like the impact was like this, this person had this impact on these people. And I kind of got that. Like it's hard to convey that, <laughs> yeah. but with the, like the booms and the, 
the yeah. whips of the camera. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, yeah, it was, it's, it's like a super, it's like a superpower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel alive during yeah. these scenes. And so I, I think, thought those perform those um, performance set pieces were really cool. And the girls, <laughs> the I, girls, the girls. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like we're, we're, we're talking in bon- bananas and bottles. Oh, it's fine. I guess we, we feel differently, so yeah. it's hard to. The, what this, are your thoughts on the girls? The, like, Bess Lerman, <laughs> I've never been more like, oh, this is a straight man making straight man films, <laughs> than looking at his understanding of female sexuality oh. as expressed in this film, where he doesn't seem to understand why girls would scream at an Elvis concert. Like, yeah. he just doesn't seem to compute why that would be. Mm. Like, or that, you know, that what is sexy about Elvis. Like, he's almost got there, but he hasn't quite, mm. he hasn't quite well, he, figured he it out. He puts it all down to the wiggle and the hip thrusts. Where it's yeah, like, where it's like, but no, it's his whole, <laughs> it's like his face and body. Yeah. And, like, he looks and, com- yeah. and his voice his, and his performance. His, and his everything image together, well. and it's, but, and yeah, but the way that he, the first performance... Yeah. that we see of Elvis. It is portrayed like he is casting a like literal magic spell <laughs> yeah. through every like <laughs> shuffle of his feet. Another woman is unwillingly pulled under his spell. Oh, <laughs> to the point where they're just standing there and they just go like Ah like it just sort of it just yanked out of them. It's like this this full sort of like in, in, this is why I enjoyed it. it it's was, like it convulsions. Was, it's like a non, uh, yeah, like it's it's like there's no sense. Magic of it. occurring. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, they're pulled. They're like, yeah, yeah. it's like he's got understanding. Like why people? Yes. <laughs> but is it, wasn't that entertaining, Cass? It was entertaining, but it was also so dumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it, it was, was so really, psychologically. It doesn't make psychologically sense. Psychologically, it makes no sense. But, but to me, it being like, what once, is happening? Once I clocked in that it was like a superhero movie <laughs> and he was just like his magic his power, magic like, power <laughs> is that he makes girls <laughs> scream literally the girls were so entertaining to me because they were yeah. just like but it's yeah it's like a literally <laughs> just like Baz Luhrmann's like oh and then they just magically like pulled it they're all, they're all of... like but it, it, it's like it's like the way you direct like a lynx ad where it's yeah. like he sprays the lynx yes. on and suddenly the girls are crazy and throwing their underwear at him. It's There's, not like he hasn't got any clear connection know. of like, what about Elvis is making them yeah, really yeah, excited? Yeah. He doesn't like, understand. He doesn't understand. Yeah. But I, I think the frenzy was very entertaining. Oh, the frenzy's very funny. <laughs> yeah. But it, I was Especially, just watching lo- it being like, what I love is how they were like... So, fr- so confidently directed with that mentality. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. That I was just... I, like, I, te- I started tearing up because it I was, was like, epic. this is so like confidently done in this deeply dumb and silly way that he was like oh. yeah boogie boogie like <laughs> thrust his hip and everyone was like oh! like it, it was it's insane honestly um if you thought the girls from um was the fr- uh, hard day's night yeah were crazy these girls were just like yeah they're like bras were unloosening <laughs> like were uncla- yeah and um, i i have no doubt that like women reacted like that to us i like I just, footage and stuff yeah. but I don't know. He's, she's chosen to direct it in such a way that is fantastic. I, I don't hate. Love that they were like, they thought that they wanted to hurt him. <laughs> they were like, for the rare moment of restraint from Baz was um, this dialogue cut where yeah. they were like, they don't want to hurt him. They want to. And then cut. cut away. And I was like, ooh, Baz. You can't get that too many swears. Yeah, yeah. PG 13. Yeah, family movie. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say that the musical numbers in this film are 
Really strong. I would say generally the I, musical numbers were enjoyable. Just remember how much I enjoy Elvis. I mean, you've got yeah. so many bangers in there, obviously. Yeah. What, are, what are our favourite Elvis songs? Just the Miranda I table. I don't know. I've got a favourite oh, Okay, Elvis cool. Song. I don't know. Um, I'll start then. I think my favourite, even though they abused it to death, is Suspicious Minds. <laughs> like, it's so... Suspicious Minds. Just because it's so sexy, like... When when that first like thing comes in, dum, 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 we're caught in a trap, and it's just like oh Elvis. And my other favorite is Burning Love, which is just like so effervescent to me, like it's such pure joy. But yeah, I think this movie illustrates how well how good of a performer Elvis is. Like it's just there's something about him. Yeah, I think for me, I don't know, like hand up. Of course, of course, it's it's the sentimental Um, favorite. No, but I really liked, uh, and this has special uh, significance to me as well, as I Can't Help Falling in Love With You. Of course. Um, It's very sweet, uh, which I I like how it's used in the film. I don't love it because it's sung by somebody else. Yeah, who's... Um, Mm, We'll talk about the song. (laughs) But... Yeah, well, I, I, I guess... But it also didn't make sense for that particular scene. No. Why was he not singing it? I think, a, it? I think a lot of the time... I think it would have been better if he sang it. Yeah, yeah and even if it's... Oh, dying, by the way, yeah. audience, spoiler alert. I mean, why are you listening if you haven't seen the movie? But also, like, yeah, in, in the courting scene with Priscilla, mm. he plays a record. And this is diegetic in movie. Yeah. Of someone... Somebody else singing. A female voice singing. Yeah. Um... Can't help falling in love with you, and I'm like, did this happen? <laughs> like, I'm like, just just sing just the song, sing the song. like a cappella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because so much yeah. of the the music is like, yeah, with guitars. It'll be Can nice to make have more of that like. scene as well. Like, we'll talk yeah. about their relationship in a little yeah, bit. Yes, especially some of the real life elements that did not include in the film. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> right, Which yeah. they sort of alluded to mm. one line or two. Yeah. But but for the music, I think a lot of the time where it is, like, Bez is doing that anachronistic I, thing where he's ugh. using modern music. I did not like that in this film. I really didn't like it. I think every... So, like, one thing that Bez has done, obviously, Moulin Rouge, its whole thing is that it's using anachronistic music, but oh. in the style of, like, a different, you know, yeah. time. And then Great Gatsby did that with, like, using, you know, modern music and... Like the 1920s setting mm, to evoke that feeling I don't think there is a purpose for doing yeah. random like I'm... covers of modern covers or like remixes of Elvis music in this Elvis biopic because like what is this like what is it doing psychologically I'm the same and I don't think there's like a analog to modern stuff yeah. that he's made trying to make yeah in terms it of just that felt like he was like oh I'll do something unexpected rather than doing the normal like well it's not unexpected for like, him but, anymore yeah, yeah. But to me it was the way he entered integrated it there was like that new version of hound dog with doja cat that just came in really randomly as he was walking yeah. down Beale street and it's I was like, like well, there was what? no it's purpose weird. for this i don't understand what it's saying about elvis's state of mind I, at this yeah. moment i don't understand what this is saying about the world i don't understand i'm not opposed to it it's the way he used it to me I just, that i was like well, it's so jarring i think for me it was jarring and it was unnecessary like it just Maybe felt a like a, a classic bears trick was the only reason why he was doing it i'm like you can what evoke thoughts, the sound James? using just the actual not sound yeah. of this period if you're doing a music biopic like they actually do the music of the i think in terms of the, the like the energy because they were it's not just the the dojo cat kind of stuff it's layering in like where the song originally comes from because like stuff like hound dog and um hmm. yeah. are, all of like, the stuff covers. which is era appropriate which yeah. is yeah. great i just I, don't I 
I don't like the modern things, which are yeah, not guess, appropriate. Updated it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess for me, it's like that past, that, present, future. Totally. Is that not oh, there's, a, there's yeah. a future past yeah. superhero? <laughs> there was a comic section in this movie that was. There wild. was. There was I, I guess I, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess like the layering of the music, like it, it helped give me the sense of like the energy on on the kind mm. of street. Which but I'm like, you could films... get the energy of the street from Elvis's music. Like, did you just yeah. see him perform? Like, yeah. he's I know, got energy. But, like, but it's a it's a level of kind of variety and highlighting how much his his culture like his music has like integrated into the culture okay messy and confused i think there's a better way of um doing that i think it was a bit clumsy in this film Mm. what i did like was there was a couple of musical sequences that i really enjoyed one was um that's all right mama which he started performing Mm. on the vegas stage and then it cut back to um uh big boy crud up arthur big boy crud up doing it um, back in when, was, when he was a kid, when he was a kid, and then yeah. early year in his career when he released it as it's his like first his single, single. Mm. which was like really cool. Like mm. it just showed how significant this um, song was in his career. But that's showing past, present, and future. You know, like the oh, exactly. past and future, but in the like all of those are eras from within his life. We're and not going beyond. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like that's what I like yeah. that that performance in that kind of set piece. I really like because it shows like how you can switch it up in a musical biopic and make it kind of exciting, tell more of the story, and actually show off as well. And it's down to, the, like, the editing in that as yeah, well. Yeah, it was really like, cool. like, match cuts and, you know, beautiful stuff. It, it was like that cut in, like, that last song of A Star Is Born, where she was, like, belting out into the crowd, <laughs> and then it cuts back to them two on the piano singing it to each other. Mm. Same feeling. Yeah. Same feeling to me. Yeah. Um, and I also loved when he first performed Suspicious Minds, and then the mm. uh, Colonel Tom Parker was like making a shady deal with yeah. like that one the I think owners. Is, I was like, <laughs> it's caught in a trap. Other than the obvious, like you know, it's a love. I'm gonna just can't help falling in love with you because it's a moment of love. Like there isn't a huge amount of like, here's what the lyrics of the song are. We're yeah. gonna connect it to the plot. But that suspicious minds, they do do that, and I think it worked quite well. I, I was God, happy I that. missed I missed Teddy Bear, and you know he had a lot of them <laughs> in his house in Graceland. <laughs> Wait, what? The Titty Bear? The song Titty Bear. Yeah. Oh, right. There were tons of hound dog, um, like, plush toys yeah. as well. I did the, miss Love Me Tender. I was waiting for that song to, oh, like, show up. Yeah. Um, it's a classic. I feel like I've, like, now I'm, I, just, I don't know if I've ever, like, been, like, I'm going to listen to this Elvis song. Oh, really? You know? Like, I think I just know these songs through osmosis because they're in the background of other yeah, things. Yeah. But I don't, I wouldn't be able to say, like, I have a favorite one because I just haven't listened to them yeah, other fair, than fair, fair. covers or, like, other people performing them or, like, being in the background of a movie or being in a TV show. So, like, yeah, that's really just where my sort of relationship with this music is. And it's like, it was great to see it because I yeah. feel like this is the most I've actually mm. experienced a lot of these songs and they were And really if, you, well if you're unfamiliar with Elvis, it kind of, like, is a good snapshot of what that power it's like mm, mm. yeah know, especially yeah elvis is like a drag queen honestly like the way he like it. kind yeah. of like dresses mm. himself with a fringe and the, the persona yeah, everything yeah. it's so cool um i quite like because i don't really know much about elvis's life and obviously they do make do a lot of liberties with it from what i'm hearing from you as well but like i did enjoy like that we got decent chunks of like the various stages of elvis in terms yeah, of, like, yeah. you know uh uh, starting out and like such a phenomenon and then like movie Elvis and Vegas Elvis and I would, I, we didn't see much of movie Elvis to be honest like no in, in I think film. they could have done a bit more of that especially because it seemed like it was so important to him yeah like, exactly like talking about how he's like his, wanted his to be a dramatic yeah, yeah there's an interesting psychology of like this is my dream and then realizing like oh I've like yeah sold out of like I'm just 
and not my... speaking my truth anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have complicated feelings about this, but I did like the aspect of like because I I said earlier that I was a pop culture historian, but I do <laughs> I do love like when like famous um, people who are like maybe not as famous as Elvis pop up because it's like it's a nice history lesson. Like I like know about a lot of these people, but it's nice to kind of like you know, give other people who are maybe discovering new music a reference point. Like, mm. it was nice to see B.B. King pop up and, like, you see Little Richard pop up. It was, it was so funny to me when, like, Sister Rosetta Tharp was just playing her guitar it's and Little Richard, guitar. like a little faggot, was, like, <laughs> bo- just, like, dancing around, like, doing, like, pirouettes in the background. Um, yeah, no, it's cool to me. And I, like, Mahalia Jackson, like, the godmother of gospel, like, it's really cool. And... Especially someone like Sister Rosetta Tharp, who, like, wasn't really canonized or, like, rediscovered until recently. Um, and now it's cool to see her pop up because she was, like, just amazing. And I kind of wanted to see, um, well, I wanted it to be more critical of, of how Elvis, mm. uh, you know, borrowed from these artists. Yeah. But I did, I did like seeing them featured. And there was enough reverence there that it was fine but i wanted more critical stuff about yeah i I could have seen a version of this movie which like doesn't include those figures at all 100 percent. and it's not i mean it feels like it's kind of you know in some ways this is accurate to like yes he did grow up like around these you know it's not like he was a complete stranger that came in and and took this music from another thing but i feel like the fact that that we don't see any black characters that have any issue with yeah critical (laughs) that are critical of him is kind of what's missing yeah like For mo- mo- you know, for the most part, I think Elvis was yeah. an ally, which yeah. was good. But and he understood but think, the struggle. Yeah, but there were definitely it, still people that, yeah. in his time. That and one hundred percent, like, and also I wanted more people from that time. Like Elvis, like stole a lot of his stole borrowed a lot <laughs> of his like uh, mannerisms from like this performer called Winoni Harris, who's like the black kind of mm. Elvis, who was like electrifying on stage and he hasn't been like elevated to that level like the bb kings and and fats dominoes of the world i wanted to see chuck berry you know Mm. he's like a huge name but um but you know they'll get their own biopics it's okay yeah Um, i I feel like in some ways we got that we have come down to the question of like is this an elvis biopic or is this like the story of colonel tom parker (laughs) and elvis because that's the big kind of framing device yeah i think yeah. A, a huge oh problem God. with the Baz loves mm. Baz loves the framing device yeah. Yeah. i don't feel any interiority to elvis not very much at all no at all. no, no. Not very and it's much like i think austin is more than up to the task which is kind of frustrating I think so as well. but yeah. it's like he he's ready like and this is the place to do it and i'm like this is i i mean i i think Baz made the film he wanted to make i don't think he was intending to show that interiority because i think it is yeah. really a colonel tom parker film about elvis but yeah. i think the reason that all the things we liked about it were the elvis parts of it <laughs> yeah is saying a lot i don't hate the concept of tom hanks I don't, playing don't a villain the, and the i don't like there's some bits in this performance like it's not as disastrous a performance no, as i thought it no would be. to me it's it's um jared leto and there's some gucci my fave <laughs> i'm just joking he's not actually my fave no, or, no. nor is that performance but it served <laughs> the same purpose to me where it's like entertaining uh, for the film 
I see where you're going with that, but I think it was more irritating to me than For Jared you? Leto. Yeah. Because I think Jared Leto is a comedic side character yeah, yeah, in yeah. that film. Whereas here, our POV character, or at is, least our yeah. narrator, is, is this the, the villainous oh, Parker. Exactly. Well, that's why, to me, once I just, like kind of accepted that it was like a silly superhero popcorn movie it worked so much better like honestly i appreciated he's the mr glass he's the like i just it was so super it was so like twirl twirl mustache to me it was so funny like that kind of kept me going like i was cackling throughout this film and on some level the campness the um just the effort the 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 grandeur that that Baz brings to this these types of stories which you know didn't work quite well in something like Australia and he didn't even jazz that up too much mm-hmm. like like there's something to be said about like trying to make the biopic a little bit more interesting and yeah. for the most part I think you know like he tried a lot it's trying to do, like tell to like this, a lot of it like deal with the devil kind of story which seems really interesting and I do think we get more psychology from Colonel Tom Parker like his kind of like weird way of using him but like kind of being hurt when he doesn't like get recognized by elvis like there were moments where i was like oh this is kind of a a weird psychology certainly a good villain i think like not a very yeah you know i don't love the character but i'm just like i certainly hated you for a lot of the movie yeah Yeah. and there's shots where he's there's like this moment where you i remember you gasp like where elvis is looking for colonel tom parker because he's like he's trying to escape and then um he gets this like uh amount of money that is owed and the dad played by richard roxborough is like we're broke we can't pay this anyway he finds colonel tom parker and it like zooms in on him (laughs) oh my god he's got like like, this innocent expression it was a jump scare for me it was a jump scare (laughs) for me absolutely it's like oh my god yeah um it's just like seems like a, a guy that is unable to fully appreciate how much he is like destroying this person yeah i actually in some ways i think that we could have complicated a little bit like you know a I, bit more I, yeah i think he is just a mustache twirling villain and like i know yeah, that yeah, i yeah. heard uh, that, that interview with tom hanks that I, we listened to I a just, few weeks ago where he's trying to say like oh we were really interested in the, the psychology of this guy and i'm like i don't i didn't got see that it i that's kind of what if they were gonna go there because like i know well, it's knowing that that's what they wanted to explore yeah, and, and like, there was you failed a, at that. There was a pivotal <laughs> scene where like Elvis pretty much like gave up on Tom, but then takes him back. And mm-hmm. I wanted to see more of that. If that was like a big moment of, I don't know. I wanted to see more of the relationship, like what Elvis what saw the, in him. Yeah, like, what's yeah. the friendship? What, it what takes is, two to tango, like, yeah. and like, you haven't given us any. Especially of Elvis. if the thing is like the father figure. I wanted to see kind of more of that. What Tom Tom Parker brought into that like stage of and what that feels like for the father who is becoming increasingly absent as well yeah and like how much how much does he is he purely only ever like ha ha i'm simply toying with this elvis boy or does he like you know in some ways think that he is doing the right thing for his career like or at least is able to convince himself that he's doing the right thing for both of them um because at this yeah the current like yeah the, the the way that it is presented in the film is very much just like yes mm. i'm just a bad guy i mean his i can't do the accent that he's I doing did. it's, oh, it's he's bizarre yeah it's, it's like unusual. it's like alfred it's, hitchcock was like in beasts of the southern world or something like, it's, just it's like, a combination it's a true true it's a true true accent absolutely <laughs> Tom. Yeah. he's going straight back to his oh, cloud so atlas days and is wearing the same level of prosthetics yeah i guess that's the thing cloud that atlas. really kind of bugs me is like if it, yeah. if it had been played by a larger 
person. Yeah, like do we need Vincent to put Vincent D'Onofrio or something? Do we need to put like, Tom Hanks in a fat suit for a whole film? Like, yeah. why is Tom Hanks in this role? Well, and just, and just <laughs> like, like, it starts will, off bad and then it gets increasingly that. worse. I thought the um, makeup got made more sense in context. When I first saw the makeup, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And I didn't oh, think yeah, it was... well, you, you see him first, like, where he's the oldest. I don't yeah. think it's that distracting in the movie, to be honest. I think it's okay, but I'm also just, like, but I feel the like... The skill in which you apply makeup doesn't fix that's, the fact Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's yeah. like, the, the... He should be doing this. The makeup art itself was actually well done, but the, you know, the fact that we have to do this is Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a, a role that required Tom Hanks for any reason and when it you could have just got a fat actor like to play it, it makes sense for, <laughs> for like elvis like if it's like the same yeah actor if it was like life, yeah exactly right? it's like okay fatter. he's got different yeah. stages that you have to show but for mm. this character there's not like we have a no. tom hanks looking version and then he gets gradually no. more like you know it's it, 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 throughout the entire film he's in the same suit john so why goodman we have tom, yeah yes john goodman john goodman could also do the can do the like yeah well, he's got dastardly, voice, but yeah. like the, but evil charming yeah in a, in a really good way well yeah it's, i mean it's the colonist mysterious yeah. villain check out, right? check out like, the righteous gemstones where he's just killing it right now it's a good. complicated yeah. and he still hasn't been nominated for an oscar He's wow. been so yeah. good in so many films. Oh He's been good God. in this. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> you missed it, Bez. You missed it, Oh, well. Um, so we're on to other bananas. Other bananas. I, I, I will say, just like just like briefly, I did like the um, introduction of Elvis. Like, he, it was, he was very obscured. For, like, oh, right. They did the whole, for, like, don't show his face. Don't show his face. Fun, you know? That was that fun. was very was effective cute. to me. It was like, yeah. ooh. Um, and I like the, the amount of... I think the boy fact. actor was good when oh they had the flashback. The boy actor was good. good. The amount of outfits there was... that... Um, oh, by the way, yeah. I mean, oh, Catherine, costume. Catherine I was going to say Catherine yeah. again. As always. Smashed up. The, the production design and the costume design, top notch as always. We have to give it up for Miss Catherine Martin. Always her flowers. Mm. Like, the Elvis costumes are so good. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so easy to think, like, you know, oh, it might not be flashy because we've all seen variations on the Elvis robes. But, like, when you see, like, a good quality mm-hmm. version of it, you're like, holy shit, it yeah. sparkles. I it, like... feel like, for me, I, you know, perhaps because, again, I don't have as much experience with watching Elvis mm. in real life. Like, mm. yeah, I, I found it was very easy for me to, and this is a mixture of both the costuming and makeup and stuff and Austin Butler's performance, mm. but to be just totally believe like that's Elvis I just, oh yeah I 100% to, yeah. yeah except for that one it. moment when I turned to Cass and James and I said he looks like Pete Wentz yes <laughs> <laughs> he did have a tie boy, and a very yeah. emo like. Uh, yeah. he's like in a black suit he's had a, had a red tie and like his like black eyeliner <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it's Pete so Catherine you made one misstep that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but generally throughout yeah like you just yeah you're not looking at an Elvis in person no, you're looking yeah. at Elvis which it's is good. I think when yeah is, is more difficult than normal when That's you've got somebody task. who's impersonated so often and he doesn't really look like Elvis like he yeah. he looks like Austin Butler like he's like he, but I don't think that matters in some no way. no but it's, it's an extraordinary yeah. kind of feat that um, you can just yeah, through yeah. give yourself to elements. the performance yeah. and also the impersonation element of the performance was pretty good yeah it was great the yeah. voice sounded right sounded good to me yeah same like, yeah and not in a and again yeah towing that line between still being able to to do an acting performance well, it so feels it's not like his natural voice instead of like I'm doing the oh, Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm putting yeah, it yeah. on yeah which was good. 
I don't can't say the same for Tom's before. His voice was uh, Tom's voice. I don't it, like. It's very odd. Like, it what? was Dutch by way of West Virginia. Like I guess like, is what he's trying to do, and yeah. that's difficult. So I, I do understand that it's not an easy. I do enjoy that. I mean, he is, I guess, generally a banana. But like, I do enjoy that he's such a carny. He's such a, like, a con man, and like the most. Uh, just cheapest trashiest version <laughs> like yeah i enjoyed that aspect of him yeah, yeah. Like, i love the concept of the character it's just how tom has decided to play him as unusual and i, think, and I don't like, hate it but... i think you know what the problem is we're talking about how we don't really get huge amounts of insight into the psychology of elvis but i don't think we get insight into either characters sort mm. of just a series mind. of actions and oh. and that's what i i wanted i want oh. to like actually know what's going on in the minds of these people yeah. like, otherwise and that's a problem i think often in biopics that you're you're watching sure. something and it's they're just, just going through the the greatest hits yeah and this is one of those biopics things. where it's not like well not only is it the, the greatest hits the of his life, life and yeah. death yeah, of elvis of... it's the life and death of colonel tom parker as well yeah where it's like we're trying to compress two people's lives. Yeah, um, and I don't think for either of them I got a good sense of like this is what they actually think and feel and fear and believe mm. and desire and hope and dream. It like mm. you know you you see They're an external thing, it. but we don't really get. Yeah, we get told about <laughs> and I think it's what Elvis problem, wants. Really. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the script. <laughs> no. um, there's some there's some dramatic line moments. Some of it I don't know if they're a bottle or a banana, but. You know, they made an impact where um, Cody Smith McPhee shows up in this movie <laughs> as a country, this a is, son of a country singer. Also yes, who's also himself. an aspiring country singer at that point. Yeah. Um, and he's got he's got a, a record from what's called Sun Records. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And he puts it on. He's like, everyone's Sun listening Phillips, to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, turn off this race music. And then he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's like, like that oh, no colored boy going to be put up on the hay ride. He's like, no, he's white. Oh, no, but he really accentuated... No. White. He's white. And he's white? What? <laughs> it was literally like... like crash three, zoom. It was like three characters <laughs> saying he's white. And it was... I was we were cackling. Me okay. and Cass uh, were we cackling. Were, oh, my God. Okay, that oh, was great. Oh, me too. It was... It was I feel like, yeah, there, there are certain points of this film that was definitely an era of the film oh, where I felt insane in a way that, like, <laughs> my first year of Cats 2019 It, it 100% got me through it. I was <laughs> like, like, what is happening? From the, but from the first few moments when we saw the Baz-isms, I was, like, cackling. The I was like, Baz is back. Like, I'm, we were the only ones cackling in the Look, theater. we've talked about the editing of this film, but I want to just stress, I want to just describe in more detail what the editing of this film is like. The very first sequence, it's like we're literally doing like fade in and out of, to black. Swooping boom. in. Like, boom. Boom. Like the sort of opening shots of a teaser trailer. Like, yeah. But that's how we're starting the film. And it's going like this. And yeah. then it's like, spin, spin, spin in. Tennessee, Memphis. Yeah. But everything is cut quick, we fast. Like, oh, spinning, like, like swoop in. Out. And like, the things sequence. get, like, flipped over. It's like, very much it's welcome insane. to the Moulin Rouge. It's it's exactly like, we're back there again. There's, like, a sequence where it's, like, oh. so Tom Parker's, like, going to the hospital. And there's something to do with Star Trek to, like, show the date, like, 1997 oh or something. And then it goes into a ball <laughs> and then, like, whatever. <laughs> And then, like, drops and then becomes a drop of morphine. And, and then, then that's like, on the oh. drop. And then we're like, huh, huh, it's, it's, huh. it's, it's like, I don't know what oh, is happening. I did, I did love it's that. It's dizzying, but I, and sometimes I, in a nausea-making it, way. But sometimes it works. There was this cut of, like, him performing in the black and white TV. Mm. And then, like, mm. there was it cuts to the chorus of, I think, Blue Suede Shoes. 
and um, it cuts to the live version yeah. in full Tower. color. Yeah. It was so good. And yeah. also, we saw that teenage boy lusting after him. Yes. It's so funny. Yeah. That one moment. <laughs> the the one moment. <laughs> the yes. one queer moment. Queer representation. Yeah. Um, that can be easily cut out for international audiences. Um, yeah, and then you get like moments where like Colonel Tom Parker gets um, betrayed, where like he's been like, oh, just play the family tunes, like, you know, be. Uh, yeah, so there's the big, uh, the, the Elvis Christmas. Special that Elvis has. Well, there's a Christmas special. The, the there's like the, oh, there's two different times. That, Sorry, yes, there's like a the, time uh, where he like asks Elvis to um before that I'm remembering asks Elvis to like wear like a tuxedo and then oh, Elvis yeah. gets in there and he sees a hound dog <laughs> roll into him and it becomes a horror film where it's like the <laughs> canted <laughs> angles of like <laughs> Elvis's horror as they realize he's been set up to do like a skit which then, he hadn't planned for. Like oh. It was so funny because after that, like, he didn't even perform. We didn't see him perform. But it cut to backstage where he was, like, shouting at his, like, the band. Music, the bassist. And then the band like... was shouting back at him. And I was like, why are we shouting? <laughs> why are we mad? I think there was that. a dog. There was. He just oh respect my, God. my art. Honestly, all of the high energy, the, like, the, shouting sequences. The editing is so surreal. There was this <sighs> one time where he was supposed to be straight-laced and everyone had... One wanted the old Elvis back. This was his Pete Wentz this performance. This is what James was referring to yeah. before, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the Pete Wentz performance, and it was like a fever dream. The editing was like crazy. There was like, uh, he was like licking some. Was it a dog that he was licking? No, yeah, like one of oh, the soft like dogs. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Out Which I assume must be like a canonical image. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But like the way it was like, it was like dog, 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 and it was like, zooming in on, on the colonel as well, being like, what? No, like crashing closer on? and closer. And it, but yeah, there's. I don't think there's enough oh. in the film. Like, why Elvis being sexy is is such a bad like thing for his business? Because especially because he seems to be like, I'm selling, want to make sales yeah. above all odds. Yeah. Like, but that's the fact I mean, that it's controversial. That is, that it's still is making historical sale. though. Like he, what they found him too sexy to like be I guess, on television. They were yeah, I think him. that's the, the most ridiculous thing I, is I the think fact that, that it's would, real life. But I think yeah. it's also just I didn't understand from like. Colonel Tom Parker's perspective why he would rather than following what the fans want aka what the people spending money on Elvis want they would be trying yeah, to if, pivot if like, they if, maybe had an angle of him wanting to always be like uh, respectable or something yeah like and like that. we like, didn't really get a sense of like because, how he sees like, I mean you could easily I'm like you're a carny like yeah, just you're go a for the lowest common denominator to sell those tickets like, like yeah yeah I guess he's trying to do the long it. haul that like be part of the mainstream and but be I don't think but I, I feel like it would have been a really good psychology. like thing to see like oh he's always been you know we want he wants to fit in he wants to be like yeah, acknowledged yeah. by these he's, rich he's always, people he's been a carny he's carny born and bred but he wants this he wants kind of like, yeah. official recognition then I'm yeah, like yeah. okay I would have seen sense, the, right? the logic yeah. for why he wants him to stay straight and why he yeah. wants to be family friendly and be on TV but yeah. that doesn't we don't have any of that information so instead he's just like oh no the fans are loving him and I'm like what that's the thing about Elvis to me is like yes you know Elvis was largely good but like he wasn't really make any mistakes in this movie like he was like an alcoholic and he cheated on his wife but the way that was presented was just like you know it's it's because he was forced to because yeah yeah. Mm, it feels very a little like uh, in some ways the way that like Rocket Man takes <laughs> yeah. like that one ex-boyfriend of Elton yeah, yeah, John yeah. and is like everything that Elton John ever did wrong that terrible. guy's fault and I'm like mm, yeah I can no. see how I get one more big strip thing <laughs> which is when Colonel Tom Parker is presenting merchandise to the family and there's a badge that says <laughs> I love Elvis and then off screen we hear I hate Elvis <laughs> and then we're like 
what the fuck? <laughs> and then uh, it's the mum pulling out a badge. And, you know, Colonel also, Slim Parker reveals, like, oh, well, if people hate you, then they have an opinion and they're buying that hate. So, like, it'll make yeah. us money. Shit. But, like, yeah. her delivering that line so flat, it was, it was, it was camp. It took me out, honestly. Yeah. But yeah. shout out to Baz for casting this woman who she we don't good. know. I'm, I'm assuming she's Australian. Because yeah. this would have easily been, like, you know, if they got Tom Hanks for that role. Yeah. Like, this could have been, like, I don't know, like, someone... Nicole Kidman for this I'm just imagine. She wouldn't. Um, have I, you seen Lion? <laughs> I haven't either. I, I appreciated that they kind of... I rem- recall that Elvis has like a had a very intense relationship with his mother. I, yeah, I like yeah. that they kind of went there in some shots. In terms yeah, there's of definitely some like moments. kind of some Hamlet's situation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Hamlet and Gertrude's yeah, situation. That was yeah. a part of his yeah. life. They were yeah. sure. very intensely into yeah. each other. It's like, there'll be I no mean, other woman but you. But also, I mean, it makes... Like, there was that brief cut... I, I have to, like, state it again. There was, like, a cut to, like, a sequence that was full-on comic book cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Dear listener. Which, again... It, it, yeah. I, yeah. It, it As you watch sense. the scene, it makes sense because he's that a scene, fan of... But, like, it just Marvel, felt like Captain a convention Marvel. we're setting up that we're just going to throw it didn't pay it away. off. We're like, not going to come back to that. All I, right. But the sure. establishment of conventions, I think, throughout of, like, whatever world that he's in, like, whatever I think so. That's are. That got sure. me, like, the superhero. But I think they could have played, played up they used that it thing a bit more They could have had well. it as a, not a thread throughout the yeah, film. 100%. Like, yeah, 100%. Or, yeah. or just lean into, like, the symbolism, because the they, messaging they of that. Because they used the, like, rock of eternity thing throughout, like, the idea yeah. of him wanting to fly, like, the Marvel superheroes. The real rocket man. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, you could have continued to use Grand the comic book and had that Colonel as, like, Tom, a... Am I right? <laughs> Wait, that's David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> you could have had that like a central like thread throughout and yeah. use that comic book aesthetic throughout, and then it just I'm just like, Bez, please just give me one. Just just one thing to ground me. Just me. Just ground me. You want to fly, please, Bez? Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned David Bowie. I was wondering if there'll be other stars that show up, but the only <laughs> reference we get to other stars is like the world changed, and it the shows the Beatles for a second. <laughs> As well as oh, they did say that the Jackson Five were performing. Yeah. Down oh, sure. the you know, and, and you know. Lisa Marie marries Michael oh, in future. So, yeah, right. Um, and imagine if they just showed little little Lisa Marie and little Michael meeting. I mean, <laughs> like I was, I was, I was, Camp, I was doing Camp, some googles there. Yeah. Apparently, she did go and see Jackson Five concert as a small go. child. So, mm. um, but what was I going to say? Um, but yeah in that little snippet of the timeline, it's like his father went to prison and him and his mother were the only ones, they, they only had each other. In the mm-hmm. comic book sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, that could have also been further explored. Like, what yeah. did this perspective, like being away from his father or like being so close to his mother, like how did that change his career or like what his perspective was? But, you know, that's not the movie that we got. Yeah, I mean... This There's is just so much you could do with Elvis's with, life. The right? problem with biopics generally is the attempt to, like, I don't know, this is me getting on a particular particular soapbox but like uh you know there's the difference between what your plot is and what your story is right like are we going to tell in our plot the entire story from birth of elvis through Mm. to death and so we 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 just skipped birth or we alighted it into a comic book sequence but we have basically gone from boyhood all the way to death Mm. and we're trying to 
fit that entire thing in. And so like, because we've decided that our span is going to be this huge, big thing, I think almost any time a biopic decides to oh, do 100%. that, yeah. you end up, it's a music so. one, yeah. you end up kind of hitting these really cliched beats. And 100%. there was a reason, like, I'm like, letting, I'm watching this and just being like, oh, it's this bit and walk hard, <laughs> like throughout the whole thing. It just it's, feels very like I've other music cha- biopics. Like, I get it, yes. And that's always been the standard criticism. And I agree that you don't really get you kind of just scratch the surface. It's like a greatest hits, you know? Mm. And it's like, as soon as, the more you try to cover, the less depth you can yeah. cover it in. But also, I don't know, there's something comforting about hitting those beats. Like, it's, it will make a comfortable middling film. Exa- but that's you what won't I mean. Get to it's greatness not, with it. It's yeah, it's not, exactly. That's what I yeah. mean. It's not like, you know, like when I, if I ever like put this movie on again, like I, you know, like I'm waiting for that moment where it's like, oh, that bit. Okay, great. It's, I'm waiting for the greatest hits. I'm not. Yeah, mm. it's a comfort. That's kind of like, you know, every rom-com. It's like you're waiting for those moments that you take off. Mm. And, like, this is kind of what you do. Not that, like, obviously like, the success level for, like, a musical biopic is much less because a lot of them are not that interesting. Mm. But it's kind of comforting to know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's predictable. That you're literally but you're going to have, also... like, oh, you know, stay I... found from obscurity. Yeah. You're going to have, like, friend offer some drugs. You're yeah. going to have, like... <laughs> oh, my God, the offering some drugs sequence was, it was totally very random. Much <laughs> the, the, yeah. It you was literally the, like, no, Dewey, you don't want to come in here. Yeah. You don't want to see what we're also, up to. Like, whoever came up with Elvis the Pelvis, very first thought. Like, has there been... I mean, I get it. I get it, though. I get it. Like, but also, I'm like, has there ever been, like, a more, like... A, like well, a less attractive word than pelvis. Like, it's not... doesn't send me to, like, the bedroom. But I'm like, pelvis. look... It's not designed. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I think that, like... Yeah, you make a good point, Cass, that, like, you could, there's a much better movie, I think. Oh, 100%. Um, like, say, like, I think of... I don't know if you two have seen, but Steve Jobs, like, focuses on one particular, like, point in his life, and then you can kind of extrapolate his dynamic with various people in it through like that one lens and you could have probably done that by just looking at like the vegas well, years or whatever i think mm. it's what the, the um filmmaker wants to do right like yeah yeah there's something like the social network explores that they want to explore era. an idea as well like, mm. and, yeah. but i think yeah like person. if you're wanting to explore the tom parker-ness of it all i'm yeah. like i actually feel they should have leaned more into making it about him and exploring his psychology yeah. and exploring like what he wanted out of elvis rather than trying to sort of make an Elvis biopic, but having this guy as like a villain framing device narrator. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like it'd be more interesting to have him as an antagonist and then have a different performance playing him <laughs> uh, with John Goodman. Um, but yeah, I, I'm like... I, I don't I, hate I Maybe it would be different. I don't know why. I just... I, I know, I... Know. I... A part of me like does. I think part of me is, but maybe if I hadn't seen Cloud Atlas, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be so great well, at it. But a it's part just... of me dislikes it, but a part of me is like, it's so comic book to me that <laughs> this is Tom Hanks doing this like we, villain. But, but I'm like, I don't move. want a comic sh- book performance. It's, I don't want. Yeah. Watching, I'm not watching a superhero film. Yeah. I'm trying to watch an Elvis. We film. should have moved past that by this point. With yes, I, it's I, like it's so like egregious. Oh, just there's like, the new Matilda coming up as well with um, yeah, Emma Thompson as Trunchbull. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. No, there's like because i think what you're saying about the biopic with um elvis is like it's it's trying to like make you think that it's about elvis's life but really they want the music and they want that kind of impact but yeah any kind of engagement with his life is um 
Yeah, pretty minuscule. You mentioned about his relationship with his wife and what they skim over. Oh, yes. yes. Um, she was uh, 14 when they met. Yes. Oh. And, the only and I think indi- he's like 24. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like a it's good te- 10 years. Well, the only indication we have is They're like... like his, when, it's his teenage daughter. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, when he when she leaves him, it's like he says, when you're 40 and I'm 50, we're going yeah. to be back together or something. Yeah, but it's, it's it like, could be implied that they were, say, 17 and 27 when they yeah, met, which yeah, is yeah. still bad but i think not as bad as 14 and 24 which is it's not good um (laughs) yeah yeah. i think it's like they met and then they didn't get back together again until she was slightly older and then they started dating at that point but i'm still like it's it's still not a yeah yeah it's still very very which is why i kind of wanted the movie to be more critical of elvis Mm. as like that's definitely something 100 and like we already you know we get how great he is and like he's got his great points as a person as well mm. um but yeah we don't really get well it's intentional it's like myth making right so like yeah. I, the Elvis estate like it feels very approved and i mean yeah, Priscilla Presley approved this film oh, yes. so it's very so much it's not like, going to show their relationship it's similar to elton john where it's like you're going to show the very best of this person I, I don't think it's apples and oranges in that kind of instance but like um yeah it is still like approved by yeah by but i think it gets some to group. the point of kind of ridiculousness like the whole idea of like ah the only reason that he hasn't made any political statements until this point (laughs) is purely because Colonel Tom Parker has been preventing him from it it's like you can just say like that he was not necessarily very politically switched on at that point and then he he changed as he got older like it's it's a mild criticism yeah but the idea of just like, oh, he was he was getting prevented from getting out there and fighting with the masses mm. because of his PR team. Yeah, I really would have liked, yeah, as you say, like to have seen more of that movie Elvis kind of time because, yeah, it's very... Sweet for the Todd Haynes, Bob Dylanification of Elvis. Yeah, like, yeah. Presley. yeah we have them yeah. all. Mm. It's very, you know, it was a very fluffy kind of time and like how, yeah, to go from, you know, from what we learn seemingly kind of, active and, in, and involved and an ally to like being rich and just spending it all yeah mm. it's very it's very just a quick montage and that's essentially it there's a lot of like montage skip throughs in this film yeah yeah the whole movie feels like a bit yeah. like a montage it's yeah. just kind of oh, okay here we go like pacing wise there were definitely issues and it's tremendously long like it's so oh, it's long. two and a half hours i know yeah. you guys have been like oh yeah the filmmaking i didn't stop me from getting bored and i'm like i got bored i, I got, got really bored, bored towards the, the end i think i, I think definitely last i remember looking at my phone just hour. to see what the time was and it was like 11 40 <laughs> I, like, like, oh, no. <laughs> I feel like the, the filmmaking is engaging the pacing is you know. At the pacing, it's just, I think, because it is setting itself up as, and you know it is going to be this birth-to-death biopic. Like, for me, I'm, and, like, knowing it's hitting those beats, mm. I think those those cliches aren't comforting to me. They're, they're a drag, because it's me going, like, oh, God, we have to we more have this to more. go. Yeah, yeah, we exactly. haven't had the fall yet. <laughs> like, That's right, yeah. We need the drug years. We need the, oh, <laughs> oh the man, there's Elvis so much other shit we got to get through. And it's, yeah, it's, like, knowing that it, it's got that sort of staid standard pacing means mm. that I'm watching it being like, oh no, we've got to get through all of this. And it feels like things to get through. And where was the toilet representation? I know oh, they no. did. They definitely they glamorized. They were like, yeah. he died in his home and then it like faded out. The toilet. Yeah. Uh, but my it, career was going to be the toilet. We didn't see him eating a single sandwich. <laughs> I know. In this film. What? Did he choke it's on a sandwich? It's the Presley No, he estate. ate, so he, yeah. he famously ate 
peanut butter, banana, and bacon fried and jam fried sandwiches. Honestly, his like later years was very sanitized. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like he basically yeah he like ate himself to death. There's a lot of right. it because he was just eating these like fatty things. But he had constipation for like a month before he mm. died. Like it's, oh, it's right. because oh, yeah, he's eating yeah. just a terrible just diet terrible of nothing good. Mm. Mm. But yeah, and then drinking and drugs drinking and, and drugs then performing and, every and then night. Performing every like, night and having like yeah put all of that energy damn, on stage. Like, his last performance, he still had it. Yeah. I was like, holy shit! Like yeah. he's yeah. just sitting by the piano, but like, but you know, he I still mean, had the voice still till had the end. It. It's an odd yeah. thing where yeah. like that got me really teary with the actual footage of it, Elvis it singing did. that, I got, and I was yeah. like, this is such a tragic story, and you mm. haven't really plumbed the tragedy of it because it has to be sanitized and approved by the Prezi estate. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, I did like that montage at the end because I think the way they integrated that fo- footage with like the last footage of Austin Butler singing, I was like, yeah. Who's that? I, I know. Was like, I like, wasn't sure. Yeah, you're watching it. And you're like, oh wait, is this is this archival or is this original? Yeah. Like, I wasn't sure. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think that also that. goes down to the, the the goodness of that performance that we were yeah. like, yeah, we're yeah. so convinced that we're not like, ah, oh, archive, like immediately. For sure, yeah, it exactly. It takes us a little while tell. to be like, oh, okay, well, oh, this one, oh, that one is archive, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, mm. I would like. To, I mean, I'm over these musical biopics, but I would like to see a Fleetwood Mac movie. Just for the drama. Just do. Just for the drama, Just do the recording know? of rumors. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, oh, that, just that, that and it's called that. rumors. It's called right? rumors, yeah. and it's just like them in the recording oh, studio. So good. That would be great. It's so good. I don't, we don't need to do details, a Bertel there. So I would. I mean, I know that there's like the drama and like sleeping with each other and all that stuff, but I don't know. Like, just general tension. It's, it's the yeah. writing songs about oh, the relationship, relationship that the other person that. has to perform. Yeah. That's the that's the, the drama. Like that'd oh, be great. So that'd be so good. I mean, that would also be a good stage play because you could do it in a single location. Yeah, you could just 100%. do the recording studio. You could do an ABBA as well. But, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah you but could the, do an ABBA. But, but like, the would, that would so, be better for a. But also the ABBA songs are like very. Yeah. The different, different yeah. kind of key. Plus, Ebba, Ebba's had enough musical representation yeah. in, in films I, and stage. But I stomped over that thing. Yeah, the single location in a recording studio would be yeah. pretty common. Stage rumors, musical yeah. rumors. Uh, mm. Mm, you could do a stage version. Yeah. They'd got, never like, really allow film It's like, you know, oh, they might. They might. They might. Because mm. um, uh, those roles would be, Stevie would be a great role. Christine, yeah. Lindsay. Oh, God. What a messy <laughs> band. I love Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, let's. I, it seems like we're about time to make a decision on the movie Elvis by Baz Luhrmann. So now it's time for bag or boots. Mm. Mm. Indeed. All right. Um, I'll jump in. Um, I feel like you guys know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> this is a biff for me. Um, I, 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 I definitely laughed <laughs> through my, my viewing of this, but again, I feel like a lot of it at, not necessarily with the film, not generally intended. Um, I liked a lot of the musical performances. I would say it's a bag for Austin Butler's performance of Elvis. I think it's a yeah, really strong biopic performance, but as a film as a whole, I think it's trying to do too much and not doing enough. And then it just feels like a, a, a cons- like a really fast sort of greatest hit slide through everything, cut like a trailer. It's making me dizzy to watch. And at 11 in the morning, it was too much for me. Oh, so, so this is a bit. It's all that bears, honestly. <laughs> too much um, bears. I can go next, I think. Um, it's definitely a Buzz Lemon film. 
it's a story by Baz Luhrmann and someone else, screenplay by Baz Luhrmann and Baz Luhrmann and someone else. Yeah. And another writer. Yeah, we Baz had there. his little paws all over this. There are, there are five credits on, of him on the movie poster. It's crazy. Um, it's certainly, like, entertaining. Like, um... Like, I think it does much more to make the bog standard, you know, cradle to grave musical biopic uh, more cinematic. And I love the um, the way the filmmaking just has, like, you know, makes makes the impact of these set pieces really come alive. Like, it, I, I felt it. I was like, oh, Elvis, I get it. Um, but... <laughs> And yeah, I was laughing throughout. It was, it was, I was just like, I was cackling at this film. Very, very <laughs> funny. One of the funniest comedies of the year, honestly. Um, but also, it's really like a part of it is just really just Baz, you know. It's it's just it's written badly. Like the beats are just, you know, it is as I said, it is predictable, but also not great predictable. <laughs> like it's um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not critical enough of Elvis, and you don't really get a um, yeah an insight to either character and their relationship. Uh, Austin Butler was great, um, but overall, I did have a good time. So it's a bag for me. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. Uh, the mixed king is back like this is a movie and a half like Baz knows how to make an energetic film is it going to have much substance no we've established that Moulin Rouge is all style (laughs) Romeo and Juliet only works because it's got a decent story underneath it like Great Gatsby like doesn't live like Baz just knows how to do Baz. Baz and Catherine, they've got it going on. There's something working together. Like, this film was made in order for you to remind you that elements of Elvis was, like, iconic and special and, like, to re-listen to his music and to vaguely remind you of his story, the stuff that they want to <laughs> remind you about and not the 14-year-old bride and the constipation until he died. Because, obviously, you, like... If it's going to be looked over by the estate, they're going to be like, cut that, cut that, cut that. Like, Austin Butler delivered a great performance. I got to hear those beautiful songs. I was reminded of them. Tom Hanks took a swing. <laughs> it's um, certainly a performance we'll remember. Swing, yes. It's a big swing. And I, I don't think he should be doing these roles anymore. I appreciate Tom does big swings. Like, there's an element of Tom. I like that he's not perfect because in some elements, some films, he's just absolutely immaculate. I like that there's this, like, weird gonzo side of Tom. He also just loves now that, like, you know, his, his star persona is so very well established. Now that he's, like, in his emeritus years, he's not afraid to like mess that up a little bit like which is not certainly like refreshing yeah and so i don't i don't i like the idea of that character i don't really like the performance at all but it's um, so penguin honestly (laughs) superhero reading um, (laughs) but i think like it's way more way more entertaining than australia which was such a slog oh my god australia was so bad yeah and yeah, I think I think it hits round about middle of the pack with his other kind of films. I'd Way agree. too long, but it's, it's 
there's some sequences that are just breathtaking and that's why i go to the cinema not purely for this i love my dramas i love my stories i love my characters but i also do go for just like this like pow like a it really does hit you um some scenes so yeah it's a bag from me we're back on the classic mixed bag division of (laughs) the soul hater And the, the boys, despite everything, I know. It's, it's the Meg. elevating um, just big dumb boys. <laughs> the big dumb boys. Gatsby was that as well. Uh, oh, we all bagged Gatsby. Oh, we all bagged Gatsby. No, no, it was you and I against Matt on oh. uh, Villain Rouge. Yeah, of course. But yeah. there have definitely been. I'm sure if we look through our Top Gun, our, our things, the Meg, Top Gun, the Meg. <laughs> cool <laughs> intentions. There are definitely yeah. a lot of films where I'm the oh. single holdout. <laughs> that makes sense. It's all right. I'm has a courage of my convictions. Yeah, it's called taste, honey. It's called taste. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say it was like I told these guys earlier if Baz um, does Baz does take like long breaks between his films mm. and if he had made more f- films freak like he was more prolific in his output it wouldn't be as special I wouldn't be as forgiving I wouldn't be as like wh- like because I truth be told was not looking forward to seeing Elvis mm. it just looked like and I don't know like not a great marriage to me of director and, and material I was like mm. musical biopic. Mm. and then I don't know like moments into the cinema it was 11am and when the baz kicked in all that basil dazzle I was like oh my god it truly starts with Baz's own little like I mean uh, the diamante it starts straight in what is he making next is what I want I don't know I mean what's next what's the next era what's 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 the next aesthetic pirate oh I don't know. Like, I mean, I think it's really what Catherine wants. Yeah, That's exactly. my theory, is it's whatever Catherine feels. <laughs> yeah, Catherine Australian, Catherine I mean, both needed more Basil Dazzle and just really did not need any. <laughs> like, was yeah. the wrong director for that one. Yeah. I hope we, David Wenham shows up a little bit in these. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's I right, because his muse. Yeah, well, wish he... Give, give him a starring role. Yeah. But... I'm yeah. just wondering what other genres hasn't he tackled? Crime? No, it'd be I mean, terrible. He, it's got to do, he's been it, done many genres he hasn't tackled, but I feel like all of his films have should, some honestly, sort of have the bad genre. Element, honestly, you know? still go back to the musical. Like, yeah. all of his, all of his, musical. All of his films mm. are musical inspired, you know? Mm. <laughs> like these. Mm. Is, should pieces. he do the Shrek musical? Um, I did uh. not, like, I mean, because this is a Roots of Rock kind of biopic now i want i mean, I don't even know if this play is good or not but i do want the million dollar quartet on my screen mm. <laughs> is I, that good i don't think so okay, i haven't i don't i haven't heard or seen very much about million dollar quartet i've got to say it and seems honestly, like it's one of those like dad shows on broadway that's yeah. there for your dad Guess to come to dad. see yeah. he should do like uh, jersey boys you yeah. know like oh, a dad show yeah. <laughs> oh my god really do you remember trying. that they actually oh, did yeah. They actually did a Jersey Boys movie. Yes. With Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and it has to direct to camera. Oh, so uh, funny. Maybe future mixed bag. I don't know if that's even a mixed bag. Don't I don't think it's quite good enough well, for that. talking of mixed bag, you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook on mixed bag pod, mixed bag podcast. Um, and you can email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Um, where do folks find you? Do we find you at all? Uh, oh, no. Remain, Just, you know, in the you'll know. You'll know. Just DM us. 
If you want, you can message the handle. If you go to Mixed Bag on Twitter, you'll probably just find the only people interacting Literally. with it. Yeah, <laughs> the only people retweeting. We're also tagged on yeah. every message. So, I know. By a mystery producer. Don't worry. Who yeah. is that? Yeah, thanks. Shout thanks, out to Charlie, our producer. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah. Charles, the producer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so that was another edition of our Baz. Um, Nobody Baz it better. All that Baz. No, yeah, all that Baz. Nobody Baz it better. Yeah. Um, really, no one. No one really does. He no is. One. Uh, he is the mainstream director. He is the that most goes Baz to, we've got. I mean, literally, no <laughs> other mainstream director really goes for broke like he does. Like yeah. the little Basil it, it It goes a long way. Yeah. And it could be a lot. You know, my limit is Moulin Rouge. Cass's limit is Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> my um, limit is, I guess, Australia. But it's that, that has mean, no Baz. No Basil. Not enough Basil Dazzle in there, yeah. no. All Anyways. Right. Um, ha- happy Matariki. Happy Elvis Day. Happy Baz Amataz. <laughs> All right. But for now. <laughs> That's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.